Hi, Diamonds. Welcome to the United State of Women, a forum where professional women come together to thrive by living more connected to our power, our purpose, and our plan. We invite you to tune in every other week where we show you that you can have it all and teach you how to get it by becoming the star of your own life and not just a supporting role in your life, career, and relationships. Here with Julie Dean, my USW podcast ambassador and co-host, I am Kalina James, owner of LCR, a business consulting and leadership development coaching company. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hey, Diamonds. I've invited Carly Myers to the show today. Carly is an expert at helping high-level career women who have experienced devastating loss deal with day-to-day stress in a way that creates more satisfying results. She is also the creator of the Stress Less Method, which is a signature five-step process that walks women through the steps they need to take to experience true emotional freedom. Grab a notebook and a pen. My name is Julie Deem, and we are United State of Women. Hey, Carly, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you. I'd love for you to share with our audience a little bit about your background, your journey to this moment. Ooh, can of worms. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I I always like expand. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So I will try to give you the cliff notes because, so, you know, 30 years is a lot, a long time, 30 plus years, long time to summarize. But how did I end up here as the founder of the Stress Less Company? I promise you it is the cliff notes version. It started when I was 12 years old. And when I was about 12, a man was actually murdered in my home and my mom was shot three times and my mom ended up surviving. And if you saw her today, you'd have absolutely no idea. So for everyone who's holding their breaths, (laughs) she's all good, but I ended up struggling for a long time. I ended up struggling with the symptoms of PTSD, stress, exhaustion, burnout, overwhelm. I mean, you name it. I was probably struggling with it. And for a long time, I didn't tell anyone. And I think a lot of people who have been through tough times can kind of resonate with this. You don't want to be the straw that breaks the camel's back. You don't want to be a burden. So I didn't share. And finally, after years, I got the courage to step up and to ask for advice. And I I would say things like, you know, Hey, I'm feeling a little stressed or I'm feeling a little overwhelmed or I'm kind of struggling right now. And it was like clockwork. I got the same advice every single time when I asked, I said, Hey, do you have any advice? Okay. They were, folks would say, Hey, Carly, have you tried therapy? Have you tried meditation? Have you tried yoga? Have you tried changing your diet? When's the last time you hit the gym? And from my perspective, I was like, what are you kidding me? Like, you think I've been living under a rock for the last 15, 20 years. Of course I've tried these things. And Some of those things worked, but none of those things worked enough to get me over that hump where I was experiencing that beautiful state of mind that I knew was totally possible, or at least hoped, desperately hoped was totally possible. And so luckily I was a pretty resilient person. I spent many years exploring, trying to figure out what worked for me. I finally figured out what worked for me through a temper tantrum because I was furious that no one was talking about it. And the fact that no one was talking about the fact that there's no one size fits all when it comes to dealing with stress, when it comes to dealing with loss, when it comes to mental health across the board and finished throwing my temper tantrum. And then it kind of hit me like a ton of bricks. You know, I was supposed to be the one that was talking about it. And so the stress less method and the stress less company was born. That's awesome. You know, 
that's that's a lot to unpack. I'm thinking, you know, 12 years old, that's got to be more than, you know, half your life ago. And 12 is such a, you know, formative year. You're going through this transition from, you know, essentially child to a young lady. And I can't even begin to imagine, you know, what all there was to begin to unpack. Can you share a little bit more about, you know, the years in between in that process of when you really started to realize that it was you sharing that story that was going to help begin that journey of healing? Yeah. Okay. Well, first of all, I have to acknowledge you, you hit the nail on the head around that transition time. I have not shared this on a podcast before, and it may be TMI, but right after that incident, I got my period for the first time. And that was like, oh no, I am officially like making this transition. And this is, oh no, just like straight up. Oh no. But yeah, I mean, there was, it was a long journey for me, absolutely long journey from the time I was 12 to the time I started my business. And it was a winding. Oftentimes, you know, we'll listen to podcasts like this. We'll hear these incredible experts and their stories sound so clean cut, right? Like I, I just told the, the highly edited, simplified version, cliff notes version of my story. The reality is, is it was quite winding. And I will say where my journey, I think, really began or where the transformation started to really shift or maybe at rock bottom is what I hit was when I was in high school. I remember waking up from probably one of the worst night terrors I had had my entire life just to that point and calling my high school boyfriend at the time and the knight in shining armor that he was, he got in his little car, sped over, opened the door and he found me crying in the stairwell. And I remember saying to him, like, if this is what sleep is, I never want to sleep again. I don't want to do this. Like I'm done. And that was one of those dark nights of the soul that to be honest was on repeat because PTSD symptoms and night terrors is part of the territory. When I was experiencing that, that is what led me to start to look beyond what has been conventionally offered. So one thing that we, I, I often talk to clients about is their journey. What led them to me? What led them to come to me to, to look for an alternative approach? And they have really similar experiences as me. They've experienced some sort of devastating loss, whether it's the death of someone, someone in their, their family or themselves gets sick. They lose all of their money in their business. They are mourning a secret marital affair. I mean, there's so many ways we can experience loss, but they, they've experienced some sort of loss and then they've gone through these traditional routes. So they go to therapy only to be told that they're okay. They're fine. Right. Or they go to therapy and it's not a good match. And that's devastating because you really, you're, you've put in the work to, to be in that room and realize though, finding the right therapist is like dating. So I experienced that, you know, I experienced going to yoga classes, feeling that temporary relief. And then the later that night, feeling the, the depths of the despair over again with all of those kind of mainstream approaches and what that kind of dark night of the soul really led me to start saying, okay, well, what's beyond these five or so things, what can I start exploring? And that really led me to the first phase of my own development, which was the world of creativity. And we hear a lot of times about 
veterans and art and how that can be so transformative and so supportive. And I think it goes beyond just veterans. It goes beyond PTSD and what it, what it did for me, the best that I could describe it is that it's almost as if when we're experiencing devastating loss, when we're experiencing stress or burnout, exhaustion, even it's our thoughts sometimes are going a million miles a minute right? There's so much that we're carrying. It's almost like bees are like swarming around our head. This is the best way I can describe it. And it's like, we're swatting at them. We're smacking our head. We're like trying to get the bees away so that we can think clearly we can see, but these bees are just swarming. And so when I was exploring, I discovered art making and painting and drawing and all your traditional art uh, practices. And what I found is that in, in this first part of my journey, that having a canvas, having a piece of paper, having something outside of myself to just move energy. I wasn't, wasn't always drawing pictures of people. Sometimes it was literally just scribbles, right? But to move the energy, it was almost as if I took those bees and I gave them a hive to center around. And then I could finally, for the first time, see what was really going on. What was, what was I really experiencing? I could separate myself from the emotion, from the overwhelm, from the exhaustion, from the PTSD and say, okay, where's the queen bee? We need to do something about her, move her somewhere else. Cause we're not, we're not carrying this for forever. So that was the first part of my journey of was finding art. And I uh, ended up going to art school and exploring that and thinking in my young night, na- I naivete that art was going to be the thing that saved the world. And the reality was, is art was the thing that the first step in saving myself. But when I got through art school and I wrote my thesis on art as a meditative practice, and I went through the whole process, I came through it realizing that art was just one little piece of something that was under a broader umbrella. And that broader umbrella is something that I call creative stress reduction, or we could you might also hear in the personal development world, something called energy management. And so it's all about, doesn't matter what it is. It could be gardening, could be, I know we talked pre-show about mowing the lawn. (laughs) Some people like to do it. It could be formatting Excel spreadsheets, playing with your dog, going on a walk, right? It doesn't matter what it is. It just matters that what matters is that it calms the nervous system. It gets us out of fight, flight, freeze, or faint and into rest and digest, it gets the bees from swarming and it gives them a hive. I think about, you know, when you're really angry and you're so mad that you start cleaning. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Totally. It actually a beautiful form of creative stress reduction because it gives you something to, to like move the energy out of yourself and onto. Oh my God, my house has never been cleaner when I've been frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> you like purge your whole closet because you're so mad. Yes. Yes. But that is, that's such a beautiful example of creative stress reduction. And it's actually for, for some of us, it's just like naturally, like it's an instinct, like it's our instinct to engage in cleaning as a creative stress reduction activity to soothe the nervous system. Now for others, we, others of us, we have different, you know, different things. Like my dad is hunting and fishing and I'm like, is this like, okay, what is the genetics of this? I'm like, is this, or is this socialization? I don't know, but whatever it is, that first step is just to figure out, okay, what do I need to do? What are, what is the activity that works for me to calm my nervous system? 
I love that you shared that. I was so unaware of what was involved with hunting and fishing until I moved to Indiana. And I didn't understand that it's basically a lot of just sitting around and staring at nothingness. It's so much sitting and what? staring. Yes. <laughs> it sounds so much more adventurous on the outside if you have no clue what they're really doing. Yes. It's so easy to be it's so easy to be almost horrified at the thought because we think like oftentimes we think it's like a mass murder of animals almost no. like yeah they're lucky to and, get one the whole weekend yeah and I I actually went hunting for the first time with my father this year and I swear we got up at like 4 a.m we got to the tree stand at like 5 a.m and we sat from like 5 a.m to like 4 p.m and we saw a turkey during like dose buck season and I was like screw you turkey but also thank you for the entertainment. It is You're like people do this for fun. Yeah, it is like the, the... in 2022 when we have grocery stores. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a whole nother conversation about like industrial farming, and... <laughs> but it is the ultimate meditation. Like it's nature's meditation to, to like fuel yourself with, with food or with meat specifically. Like you are asked to sit in place depending on the, what you're hunting. For a long time and really like I think during my experience I made friends with I don't know if the bird knows this but what is the woodpecker that woodpecker that pecked that tree all day long was like my best friend by the end of the day because I was like thank goodness I have something to look at <laughs> that's hilarious yeah that and the mayflies <laughs> yep yep and <laughs> so funny you know one of the things that came to mind is Terry Crews are you familiar with his story or his background no. he's a comedian right and for the for listeners who don't know he's you know the host of america's got talent and he came from an abusive childhood his father was alcoholic and very abusive and his mother was very religious and oftentimes they would use religion as you know this is what you need to feel better and so Terry Crews is like, okay, well, so he'd go to church and at church, they'd say, you know, if you don't feel anything, there's something messed up about you. And so then he'd be like, well, I'm not feeling anything. So something must be messed up. So they kept trying to push the religion and he's like, I don't know. I don't know. And so then eventually there's like, well, let's put you in therapy. They put him in therapy and his therapist ended up um, building a relationship with him. And then the therapist took his own life. He's like, well, therapy must not be the answer either. And so, you know, you, you see the process and his, I'll have to put his book down in the show notes. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but he, his story is just, you know, from tragedy, you know, to this celebrity comedian and how that creativity really came through for him as a healing process is a beautiful story. Yeah. You know, it's, it's wild though, how much that story is true for so many people. I know it's, it's interesting. I, I oftentimes will like forget about that part of my story, but that was a real, a real struggle for myself because I was told very similarly, pray and your problems will go away, pray and God will, you know, take care of it. And I was like the biggest prayer warrior as a 12 year old, 13, 14 year old and damaging my relationship with my higher power because of that. Right. So it's, it, his story while tragic is, is common. It's, oh, it's, it's too common. And, and just like also acknowledging that just that comment about his, his therapist that ended up taking their life. Therapists 
and, and, and most people in the personal development world, I should say, including myself, get into this line of work because we've had some of our own gremlins, if you will, our own processes that we have to explore. And so one of the things that I often uh, see is I end up getting therapists that apply for a complimentary call with me to see about working together because they are still struggling. They've been through the process. They, they know like the book stuff, they know the science and yet something's missing. Something's not quite right. And that is when we, when, you know, loss leads, loss compacts with day-to-day stress compacts to, to equal burnout, which then is loss of empathy, which is then we're just going through the motions. We're exhausted. And this is the kind of work that I, I do with clients, right? That we've experienced a loss and that is just deregulating and and recalibrates the nervous system to be even more sensitive, more likely to be triggered. And then we have the day-to-day stress that's constantly re-triggering. And then we have, you know, if we don't do something about it, we have the capacity to make things so much worse than, it has to be, which is really a shame because if we do have the support and the knowledge, we can choose another way. There is another way. Yeah. And, you know, this brings up a great point. You know, I'm curious to know what your thoughts are and what you've been hearing because I haven't heard all about your processes yet. Have you, one thing I've been learning more about, you know, with energy work is, you know, Reiki and even just time techniques have you started hearing like about the quantum physics behind how stress affects us quantum physics let's hear it oh my gosh so i guess there's a technique called time techniques and there's a book i'll put that also in the show notes lots of resources for you guys (laughs) yeah and what's cool is you know it really breaks down the science behind if you are able to place yourself in a meditative state to the date and time where something happened in this example would be you know you at 12 years old and if you can put yourself above that day and above that moment you will be able to counter whatever energy and emotion was left behind from that day to now turn that memory from a negative one to a positive one so is this, so just to clarify, is this like same day, same time, 10 years later? What's the, how is I the know I'm still learning. So it's like, so mind blowing to me, but apparently it's like a, it's a type of hypnotherapy where they really like transcend you like through and you're like, I'm imagining like you're like hovering over that day, like in a disassociated, like ah. out of body state. And they have yeah. you start by looking at the timeline as like, forward for you so if you said you know the future is this way straight in front of me for um or if the past was behind me straight behind me if i were to move my body physically into a space and hang over that day on that timeline i could counter the energy from that day so interesting it reminds me of um it reminds me of two things one is like past life regression therapies, which I have not personally experienced, but I know so many people who found it incredibly powerful. But I know that the, a lot of people that do the past life regression therapy, especially therapists that do that, they'll also do like memory regressions, like going back and reliving those memories together. And and so it's almost like the same thing that you're so about, crazy like hovering over. I know. And I have a friend who I have actually two friends that are hypnotherapists and I already know, like it's, it's, 
it, it, I know exactly how they would go about it. It is so interesting to think about because a lot of people think when they hear hypnotherapy first is they think, oh, like they're going to, it's mind control and they're like, where's this, you know, the swinging watch. Totally. And I'm going to start like mooing like a cow and e-hawing like, <laughs> like a jackass. Feet are stuck to the floor. I can't remember my name. <laughs> yeah. You know, in my, my experience of hypnosis, it's really actually most equally described to me from my experience as like a, or most close to like a guided meditation. Yes. Specifically guided to kind of navigate your psyche to the place in which you want to heal if it's being done for the. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, and that's so in my dive for all this information and learning, you know, there's a podcast I listen to and it's she recently went on a retreat and in the retreat they took cambo with combo which is the sweat from the frog oh oh my gosh so this i'll put the podcast in the show notes (laughs) shanae she goes to texas for it's like this three-day retreat and in this like they go through this multiple phases where it's like the first thing they do is they scrape your skin and then they put this like drop in your eye and the drop in the eye is supposed to like burn your eyes to where you can see things more clearly and then you drink something and then the combo is applied to the spot that they scrape which is wherever you want it to be so you can have it placed wherever and they put these little mounds on you it's a 20 minute process I guess you're so sick, like you're throwing up and like you've got diarrhea and the person that's running the retreat has to essentially be able to get you to the restroom to take care of yourself because you're so out of it. And so she's doing this for three days. And in a nutshell, the first day she was so pumped and everything was enlightening and empowering and she felt so good. But by day two, the second experience was a lot more dark and she couldn't stop crying and like it was really different and so then by day three she had this out-of-body experience where she was chasing a woman through the forest and she finds out it's like her woman goddess and she's chasing her through a well and she meets her mother and her grandmother goddess which she establishes as like her ancestors and there was like this ancestral clearing and all these generational wounds were cleared and i was like holy smoke so when it comes to stress it's crazy to me to think how many processes there are but how deep it can go and how deep it's buried you know when you're saying like there's new stress constantly being added we're constantly you know it's not like the one loss you know sometimes people will say things like i'm sure you know when you were 12 like i'm sorry you had to experience that but i can't imagine more or less how many other experiences you've had in the rest of your years that have been just as tragic, if not worse. Yeah. Well, they say like the stress is actually the thing plus your perception. So whatever the thing is, plus your perception. Wow. And so, you know, this is why some people can go into like war zones and come back unscathed because the thing and the perception of that thing is, is, they, they didn't perceive it as a big deal for whatever reason. And they're and that's not traumatic for them. The same per a different person you put into that same thing, but they have a different perception of it. They end up with, with big T trauma, they yeah. PTSD. So it really does depend on the person. I know that's- I, I personally, like, this is going to be wild to say, and there might be some criticism of it, but you know, my mom getting shot and my, the breakup my, of my first love very similar. 
for me. Right. But it was the thing plus the perception. Yeah, it was the most painful thing you were going through and the pain was so significant. It was as painful as this other moment. That's interesting, you know, and you bring up a great point because, you know, it's similar to the fact that you could go through like a car accident, somebody else goes through a car accident, maybe yours was less, you know, more scary even, you know, and you're not as affected. That's a great point. It's very subjective and it shows, it speaks to, you know, how we handle emergencies too, because you have that person that's always on edge and freaking out when anything goes wrong versus the person that's calm and collected and like, we'll figure this out. Yeah. Well, and it also just has to do with like what we bring to it. Like for instance, like one person will be like a rock star in a, you know, type a emergency situation. And that same person will be just a hot mess in a different type of emergency situation. And so it's not to say that one person is weaker because like, or one person is more generally anxious right. than the other person. It just has to do with what circumstance, they, what they bring to the circumstance, what they bring to the thing, like just for, you know, a trivial example, you know, I've always had a little bit more anxiety than the average person about going kayaking or canoeing, right? I've always had this fear of going over a dam. I grew up in Maryland where there was like a dam every mile, <laughs> always dams. So you always hear stories of people going over the dams in their boats that they didn't, they didn't know they were there and then they die. So I've always had this more anxious attachment to kayaking, canoeing, things like that. Now I remember sharing this with my, my dad and I was selling, I was about to go on a kayaking trip and my dad was like, what do you mean? Why are you so worried? You just go opposite the opposite of the direction the water's flowing and you'll never end up at the top of the dam to go over because you'll always be at the bottom of the dam. Right. So to him, he was like, what do you mean? You just go back, you go, you fight the water and then you ride it back. Then you always know where you came from. I had no idea, right? That was not at all my perspective. So for him, it was like, talk about right. for me. It was like, oh no, like w- they could just show up anywhere. Be like, poof, and they're there. That's funny. That's such a good example. And it's such a great, you know, I keep thinking about your perception is your reality, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're like, this is going to not end well. And you're like, I don't understand how it can end badly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. My da- my dad's like, what do you just, just do this. And I'm like, it's not that simple. You know? Oh, it is. Oh, Oh, damn. Okay. We need to rewire that one. (laughs) I love that. I'd love for you to share a little bit about some of the experiences and the results that you had seen with, you know, especially people that were reaching out to you as you noticed that they were all, you know, dealing with a loss of some sort. What, what did, what were some of the things that some of the results that you experienced? Yeah. Well, I can share one of my, my favorite client stories and I'll, I will keep her anonymous just to respect uh, her privacy, but she came to me after having been, she was, she was exhausted. She was stressed out. She was in a relationship where the, her partner was cheating on her plus, and she had been to every meditation retreat, every meditation event. She had been to therapy for the last 20 years. She had been impatient you know, for attempting suicide. She had, I mean, she had been on medication. She had, you name it, she tried it. And she came to me and she's like, look, you said, come to you if you've tried everything and you know, it's just not working. And I said, oh, welcome to the club. (laughs) Welcome, come on in. So she had experienced childhood trauma. and, And then the addition of the trauma that's created by unmanaged stress. And we came, she came in and the first thing that we did 
uh, is we established the fact that she's been, her nervous system has been in the fight, flight, freeze, or faint mode setting for more than 20 years. And what that does is that actually depletes the body, depletes our adrenal glands, it depletes our resources. And so that's when we end up exhausted, depressed, whatever. So we learned this and we did, we figured out, we did some kind of equations based on what she, what we know about her and what we know about what has calmed her nervous system in the past. And we started putting into practice different things that are very unique to her that would support her in activating the rest and digest part of that nervous system. So then she started to feel more free. She started to feel more energized. She started to sleep better, but then she recognized and together we kind of recognized a pattern, right? Managing your energy isn't enough. You have to do, go to the next step, do the deep work. And that's why the stress less method is five steps, not just one. <laughs> and right. Like I always say, you walk into a spa with money problems. You're going to walk out of the spa with money problems, whatever problem you walk in with, you're walking out with, you might feel a little bit better, but it's still going to show up. And so what we discovered for her is that as a result of past trauma, past stress, past deep loss, she ended up developing codependent behaviors as a way of coping. It served her back then and no longer served her now. This was, this blew the roof off of her perspective, her thinking, the way she viewed the world. And what we were able to do is work step two and step four of the stress less method, identify your blocks, remove your blocks. And we were able to make slow, but steady shifts. And as a result, she was able to leave an abusive relationship. She was able to, she was, by the way, she's not, she's not, she's not a dumb person. Most of my clients are some of the smart, I, I might even say they're smarter than I am. They're the smartest people I know. She was a high power attorney. And as a result, she was able of doing this work. Not only was she able to get a a crazy bonus. I think it was like 15, a 15 K bonus. She was also able to get a promotion, which involved plenty more money within just 12 months time. She was able to, she was more stable than she'd ever been. Her therapist and psychologist or psychiatrist were like commenting on like, wow, like, I think we can start lowering your dosages here. I think you can like have a little bit more freedom, a little bit more ease in moving through the world. And she was able to establish boundaries like she had never been before because she was able to figure out what she actually wanted, what she actually needed, which she wasn't able to connect to before. So, I mean, it, for her, it was not just, she didn't have to be, she wasn't experiencing suicidal thoughts anymore. She was able to, she was, she got a raise. She got plenty of money as a result. She was able to get out of an abusive relationship and into a healthy one where she set those boundaries from the get-go. So she didn't get walked all over. I mean, that's just five, four or five results. And there were so many more. She was able to sleep better. You know, I could, I could go on, but. Right. That is so powerful. That is so incredible. You know, I'm thinking just how many incredible things happened for her as she was navigating that new journey. This has been so great. This has been really great, Carly. I'm sure there's a lot of people that can benefit from just, you know, hearing your story and hearing how you've been able to help people. If there's one piece of advice that you wanted to leave our audience with today, what might that be? It would be start with step one, manage your energy, figure out what gets you out of that triggered state and activates that physiological rest and digest response. If you can figure that out, 
you will get that access to critical thinking back, which we lose when we're stressed. And you are so much more likely to be able to start doing the deep work and create more emotional freedom from there. So one piece of advice, get started by managing your energy, managing that nervous system. I love that. How can our audience get better connected to you and your resources? Yeah. So I would say if you, if you're interested in learning a little bit more about how, like how to manage your energy, why is it important? I would definitely invite you to download my free audio training. This is a training that I actually gave to my community and it's more than a $300 value. So you can get that at stresslessco.com slash energy. That'd be a definite, beautiful starting point. And then you can pretty much find me anywhere at the stresslessco. And I will definitely have that all in our show notes as well. This is going to be a jam-packed episode. I hope all of you had so much value out of this. Thank you, Carly, for being on our show today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Until next time, Diamonds, shine bright. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, share it. Share it with people you care about, people you think this will benefit. Share with your team or colleague who is having a difficult time and is looking for solutions. We all want to help people live empowered, to know what to do when faced with uncertainty. And I believe that these ideas can help others have that success. So please share it. But also follow us on our hashtag community power purpose plan and tell us what you think and how this episode has helped you. Diamonds, you have a choice to live connected to progress and growth. You deserve it. And it is yours to have. Live life, my friend, and be encouraged to step into your power purpose plan today. Until next time, take care.